So, Warwick, what's yes. your best or worst pickup line? No, oh, I'm going to stop submitting to this process. I don't have a best because I've never used one. Right. So, uh, I'll give you one. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, you know, who stole the stars and put them in your eyes? Oh, are you kidding? Has somebody used that on you? No, but I just think it's the worst. <laughs> so try that. So I shouldn't use that one? Yeah, no. No, okay. Welcome to the Trading's Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. And welcome back to the Trading's Business Show where we come up with great questions and really bad pickup lines. We should be like the Tradies Dating Show. The Tradies Dating Show. I don't think we would have many followers (laughs) because I'm pretty sure our advice would be crap. (laughs) I think so. All right. So uh, given that neither of us have dated for, well, I'm at like 17 years. You're at 16. 16. (laughs) So we're not going to be able to give much useful uh, dating tips to our listeners. But what you are here for, listeners, is some great tips about how to improve your tradie business. Oh, hi, there we go. That's how excited I am about today's episode. I've just belted the microphone stand. <laughs> and I'm normally getting stuck into Michaela for doing that. So yep. sorry about that, listeners. Um, so today we're going to address something that was raised in the Tradies Business Toolkit, which is our membership site. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, go to tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com and uh, you can actually become part of a community of tradies online sharing their problems, their ideas, their challenges. Uh, and uh, listeners, I have to tell you that we are periscoping again today and somebody just asked me where I got my T-shirt. Um, so hang on a sec, listeners, while I show the periscope is what's on my T-shirt. It says, everyone calm down. There's a picture of a jewel. This is just a drill. Oh, I get it. It's like the ultimate dad joke t-shirt. So um, I don't know if this guy's still around, but he's called the t-shirt dude. He has a stall at the Yamundi Markets and he used to sell online. But uh, 20 bucks, I love my podcasting t-shirts. So wear that shirt and try that pickup line. Oh. (laughs) There you go, Aussie Tunga. There's the rest. Can you see that? Everyone calm down. This is just a drill. (laughs) Hey, you get it, you get it. Uh, so um, basically what we're talking about today is something that was raised in the toolkit by one of our toolies, as we affectionately call them, um, pretty much uh, talking about, and I'll name him because he said this was okay to actually name and shame. And he's also a past guest. Yes, he's been on the suite. show. So James Tarbuck from Paintway up in Toowoomba on top of the hill. Uh, I think uh, maybe the air's a bit finer or thinner up there, you know, it's affected his brain a little bit. But anyway, uh, James said I could share. So here we go, James. We're about to hook into you for a second time. But James shared, I guess, a bit of a challenge uh, in our member group there about charging what you're worth and actually, you know, building value versus competing on price with some of the other um, painters in town. And this is not specific just to painters, obviously, but to probably all of our tradies. Uh, So if you want to listen to where we stuck James in the hot seat and gave him some specific feedback on his business and what he's doing, go back to episode 70 of the show. Um, Have a listen to that one. But um, what James put up in the, uh, the toolkit Facebook group was the fact that you know, he's doing all this professional stuff. He's getting the quotes done quickly. He's ringing people back. He's turning up. He's doing all the things that people say 
frustrate them about tradespeople. Uh, and yet, people are still saying to him when he presents his price, oh, yeah, I just need to get two more quotes or I want to get some more prices. And so he's getting a bit frustrated by this. Yeah, and he's getting frustrated and, and thinking, you know, is this what he should be doing? You know, it's he's all of a sudden questioning. And the big question he asked is, is this a sustainable business? Uh, because if he... If he is doing all this professionalism and doing all the right stuff and he's still competing on price, how the heck can he continue to run a business when he's not winning the quotes? So uh, he put a very long post about this and there was some fantastic feedback from some of our other Toolkit members in there. So if you're a tradie listening to the show uh, and you haven't joined yet, go and check it out. It's a dollar for the first 30 days, tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com. There's some great resources, but I think you'll get the uh, ongoing 27 bucks a month value out of just the private Facebook group and the things that are happening in there and the fact that Michaela and I respond directly to them. So pretty much you get two you know, world-leading tradie business experts. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. Uh, Good for sell. 27 bucks a month. And you can talk to us every day if you want to because we're both pretty much addicted to social media. And who wouldn't want to talk to both of us? Exactly. I mean, look at my T-shirt. Dad jokes and pick up lines. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for listeners to the show, go back to episode 70. For today, I'm going to basically run you through what I spoke to James about on the phone in his consult. So James works with me one-on-one as well. Um pretty much as his tradie troubleshooter, or he refers to me as his uh, contract CEO, which uh, I don't mind that title. Um, a friend of mine referred to me more as a stealth CEO. I don't know why, but uh, I go sneaking around. Anyway, uh, so here's what I said to James, okay? Getting your quote to me quickly and turning up when you say you're going to turn up and doing all that stuff isn't going to justify me paying you more money. Now, you can tell me that you do better quality work than the other tradespeople, and I might believe you, but just because you got here on time and you did a really fast quote and all that sort of stuff, and that went really well, doesn't mean I'm going to pay you 15 or 20% more than some other tradie, right? Because that's not what I'm paying for. Consumers actually expect that nowadays. Mm. Yes, they complain about it, so it's great that you do it. And the same goes for any business, but... Uh, you have to do something else. Yeah, I mean, it's a given that you would turn up on time. Yeah. I know this industry, they think that's you know such a world breakthrough, but it's just such a minimal thing. It, most other businesses do that already. Yeah. So we expect it. And when we don't get it, we complain about it. And when we do, it's no big deal. So James is doing all the right things. He's running a great business. G'day, hi, Vizco. Good to see you on uh, Periscope. Please share this. Any new... Scopers, tradie scopers, uh, please share this so we can get this message out. It's really important. I would love to share this with more people today. Um, so he's doing all the right things, okay? James is running a very professional business up there. He's actually got a good business, right? I'm helping him turn it into a great business. Um, sorry about the wanky thing there. Uh, <laughs> that but was a bit. It was a bit wanky, wasn't yeah. it? Um, so he's running a good business, right? Doing all the right stuff. Still getting shopped on price, frustrated is this sustainable do i just need to cut my prices to win the work and forget about this whole professional thing and my answer is no he hasn't done enough yet all right so what should he be doing okay i'm glad you asked me oh, okay. <laughs> so what james needs to do is build value right how much do people know about paint and the application of paint and all the different kinds of paint um your average punter 
Like you just open the can, you put it on the wall. Like probably oh. that's probably a perception, <laughs> right? Consumers have very little understanding about paint and painting. Okay, you'll have some who are a bit more educated. Same as cars, same as plumbing, same as landscaping. Right? The thing about a lot of trades is. People don't see what goes into quality work. They don't understand the difference between quality and not quality. Okay? Uh, no, we're not just selling products for painters. Um, not sure about that question. What are we selling products for painters? No, we sell uh, business tips on how to run tradie businesses better. Uh, that was for a Periscope, listeners. So, listeners, if you're not familiar with Periscope, go check it out. Um, basically, people can put questions up here on a little live video stream while we're recording this episode. Um, so, we're trying to balance two platforms here, and I don't know if we're doing such a great job of it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um, you have to build value, right? The way to do that is to educate people about what you do, but more specifically is educate them about the problems with paint or painting or plumbing, or electrical, right? I don't see the wires inside my wall. I don't see what you do when you pull the cables, when you put in the, the Ethernet cabling in my ceiling and, you know, hammer nails through it or water. Yes, Aussie Tung, uh, Aussie, Aussie Tuga, uh, tips for business. Any business, we specialize with trade businesses, but you can apply this in any business. And I've done that over the years and got great results. So um, consumers don't know what you do as a tradie, Right. Uh, they don't know what goes in the walls. They don't know how you put the paint on. They don't know that if you don't prep the surface properly that in three years it's probably going to peel or that you can't clean it easily without using chemicals. They don't know. And so what James is missing out on here is an opportunity to educate people about that stuff so that they realize that painting is not painting. There's there's good painters and there's not-so-good painters. Okay, there's quality paints and there's cheap paints and there's a reason for that. And that's the opportunity that James and lots of other small businesses miss is that the importance of, of building value before you turn up with the quote or the price. All right, so how do we do that? Okay, so there's some simple things you can do. The first thing I would be looking at is, yes, reputation is really important from doing a good job. Uh, that, that's got James to a certain point, okay? Um, beyond that, People are still like, well, I don't understand the difference. You know, yeah, you're the most reputable guy in town, but you're 20% dearer than this other guy. He doesn't have a bad reputation. So, yeah, I guess I'll go with him. Okay? So here's some ways that you can actually build value uh, rather than trying to get people across the line and using all those sales tactics and tricks to try and convert sales. And it starts with great content. Now, this is a slow burn strategy, and this isn't going to help turn your, your sales results around in the next week, maybe not even the next month. Um, but it's really, really important because you can leverage the content you create over and over and over to bank on that reputation, um, but also to really build value and educate people about the problems that they might have if they choose cheap. Okay, So what's content? Well, listeners, you're listening to it. Um, Periscopers, you're watching it. You need to be doing this same stuff in your business. Now, if you're a painter you or a plumber or whatever, you might be thinking, well, what content can I create? Or I'm too busy to create content. Well, Michaela and I are standing here actually creating about five pieces of content, recording an episode, doing a live Periscope. The Periscope gets recorded, which we can repurpose as video via multiple social media channels. It can also be transcribed and turned into a blog post and cut up and turned into some little email uh, tips for people. 
And there's other things we could probably do with it as well. Yeah, and there's so much content that trade businesses can do. Everything from, you know, sharing photos, doing videos, um, you know, actual articles on the website, before and after things. And I actually, sorry, Michaela, I actually saw, um, I think across the weekend, or it might have been on Friday, one of our toolkit members, he has an antenna business, he periscoped an antenna install. How uh, cool is that? He? Ashley. Yeah. So if you're, if you're listening to this episode, Ashley, or if you happen to be on this periscope, which I doubt because you're probably on a roof, um, big ups to him for listening to all this and doing something a bit different. Now, how many antenna guys would have periscoped an antenna install? Right? So he can use that video then and stick it on his website, his YouTube channel, his Facebook page, and actually get lots of education value out of it. But creating content, really, really important. So you need to be looking at ways you can create content, even if it's just a simple blog post once a week about uh, you know the downfalls of certain types of paint or why you need to uh, stop using chemicals to wash your walls or even stuff about the types of paint that you choose or tips on combining colors or how to choose the right curtains and you know what causes paint fading. I'm not even a painter and I'm thinking what are all the things that I can create in terms of bits of content. And then do cross-promotion with interior designers Absolutely. or other people that share the same market with you. So you come in as the, the, the expert. So where can you show your expert and influence in your area with people that have the same market as well? That's right. So when I Google painters in your area or plumbers or electricians or landscapers or whatever the heck and I find your website and I click on it, I see a ton of stuff that says, whoa, these guys know what they're doing. They've got videos, they've got checklists, they've got downloads that I can use to help me choose my colors and match them up. They've got resources there, which shows credibility, expertise, professionalism. It does all that stuff while you're asleep. You don't have to be convincing them that you're the best guy in town. Yeah, and the other thing is you can then use that content as part of an official sales process as well. That's right. So, so we create a whole bank of content which says, hey, I'm the expert, I'm the real deal. Uh, thanks, Aussie Tiger. See you later. That was a periscope. It just left us. Uh, listeners, we've now got two. Uh, <laughs> but um, so create your content, all right? That's your expertise. That's like your business card on steroids, if you like. The next thing is when you get an inquiry, get all of their details when someone inquires with you. Something James wasn't doing, and he's doing it from today, is getting their email address when they ring up to inquire. He was actually getting their email address after he presented the quote so that he could follow them up or something, right? Um, get it and their mobile number and their mailing address when they first inquire. Now, he said himself, people won't care. Um, they'll give it to him because they give it to him anyway. So it's no big deal to get it. He's just not asking for it. So get all those details and here's why. You want to create as many touch points as you can within reason before you present the price. Because the problem is if I ring you and say, can I get a quote to paint my house? And you say, yeah, mate, I'll be there on Friday to do a measure. And you come on Friday and do the measure and you're a nice guy and I like you and that's all good. And you measure up and you go away and you say, right, I'll have the quote to you on Monday. And you send the quote on Monday like you promised and it was really speedy um, and it came in the mail or you turned up and even presented it personally to me uh, and I still like you and it was all good and very professional and efficient. I'm going to go get another price because I don't know how much I should pay to paint my walls. Should I pay three grand or should I pay two and a half or should I be paying six? I don't know. You didn't tell me. You didn't educate me about that. You told me all about 
what you do and that you're going to come out and this and that. But it's hard once you're already sitting in front of me because I need time to think about this and make a decision. I'm a human being after all. And the thing that a lot of tradies don't think about is the decision maker is usually... Not there. Or it's the wife, Mm. right? And men, we think a bit different to women, apparently. Or women think different to men. Who knows? Uh, But women need a bit more time. They need a bit more information. They need to feel like their needs have been understood, right? They might want to talk to their husband. So you should probably have both people there when you're actually presenting your proposal. Both decision makers need to be in the room. But we'll get to that part, okay? I'm excited about this. Can you tell I'm excited? Keep going. You're on a roll. So create your content. Get all their details. The next thing we do is we just set up a bit of an automated process to educate people about the problems that they have that we are the solution to. So we need to start educating them about paint and paint application and the weather and how it has an impact and share some horror stories with them from clients that you've had where you've helped them out because the paint was peeling and they only just had it done six months ago by another contractor who put it on when it was really cold and didn't actually prep the walls properly and used a cheaper brand of paint and here's a photo of the paint peeling off the walls just because they rubbed it with a bit of soapy water. So educate people about all that sort of stuff and then when you turn up to talk to them they have a lot more understanding about, ah, right, this is why I should care about my paint a lot more than I do Mm. or my plumbing or whatever it is that you're actually offering people. So if you've got their email, they make an inquiry, you talk to them about your business and what their needs are and you do your initial questions and then half an hour later or an hour later, whatever, pretty quick, this is where you can do your speed thing. Don't be speedy to get out and present the proposal. Be speedy to execute the steps in your sales process, send an email with a link to some of your videos explaining the importance of good paint or paint application. Uh, Send them a a little tool that they can print out and go around to actually plan the colors in each of their rooms. might be just a little diagrammatic thing where they can map out, oh, we want blue on this wall and blah, 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 that they can give you uh, as part of the sales process. So get them involved in the sales process. Uh, So send them something of value, basically, and particularly something educational so they start to understand what it is you do, why quality is important and speed is less so and all that sort of stuff. So that's an opportunity to do that passively, and you only need to create that document or that email once, and you can then send it to every single prospect that you have. So this is one way you can actually create a quick little touch point, impress people, um, surprise and delight them. Uh, you could, you know, send them testimonials, all sorts of things you could actually drop on that email. Yep. Okay, but it's another touch point. Um, The next thing to do is between the inquiry and presenting the quote, you want to try and build five or six touch points into there. It can get a bit hard. The lower the, the value of the sale you're about to make, the harder it is to really justify putting lots of touch points. Now, for James the Painter, his average sale and and i hope i'm not oversharing here james but his average sale is about three grand if you average out all the jobs that he's ever done over a year it averages out to about three thousand dollars a job now that's not insignificant and it's probably very similar for a lot of tradespeople out there if you're doing a bathroom reno we might be talking five ten fifteen grand that's a big decision for people to make that's a car you know that's a big overseas holiday for some people three grand is the family christmas holiday so you're not just competing with other tradespeople, you're competing with other purchasing decisions. 
And so you have to actually make this one seem more important than the family holiday because that's what people are going to be doing in their heads, particularly the women out there. They're thinking about the other stuff that this money is going to get allocated to. And you're, you're as a guy turning up going, well, I gave you a quote. I was very professional and it's, you know, quality work. It's three grand. Why aren't you doing this? G'day, Rachel. Thanks for joining. Uh, so you've got to be mindful of the fact that you're not just competing with other tradespeople. So you need to actually honour that and put a bit more time into this process. It's not as simple as, oh, we measure the walls and then it's three grand. Whoa, okay. That's like, you know, if you're dating, you walk up to a chick at the bar, buy her a drink and say, so, I'm male, you're female, how about it? (laughs) Might be a little bit hasty. Bit too soon? Maybe. Right. Uh, (laughs) So you want to put a bit more work into it, all right? Ask a few questions, get them to talk about themselves, you know, call them, text them, not too much, but just show them that you're interested and that you care and you really want to hear from them and you're thinking about them, right? Do the same with your customers. They're humans, just like people dating, right? They're human beings. They respond to the same stuff. Well, I think most of them do. So you've got to build some more touch points in. Now, some simple things you can do, work some into what suits your business. Um, We've talked about sending an email. Uh, send a postcard, a branded postcard if you want, but send a postcard to confirm your appointment to present the proposal. Make sure it gets to them maybe the day before or two days before, a handwritten postcard, not in an envelope. Just do it the old-fashioned way. Because who was the last person they got a postcard from? A mother-in-law that went on a cruise. A family member. Yeah. They don't get postcards from businesses usually. Some businesses do this stuff. But I haven't seen any tradies doing it yet. Uh, so send them a postcard, handwritten, not in an envelope. It's cool. It has impact, right? Uh, you might send them something else in the mail if there's a long enough gap between the two. Um, send them an SMS the day before to confirm your appointment. Call them the day of the appointment to present the proposal. Please make sure you're on time. Uh, try and be five minutes early and ring maybe an hour or two before if you know you're still on track. And say, hey, Mrs. Smith, it's Warwick from Warwick's Plumbing Service here. Uh, just letting you know, I'm running about 10 minutes early today. Is that okay? Is it all right if I still turn up then? Or otherwise I can go make some calls around the corner. And it's just a bit of the wow factor. It's another touch point. So they've spoken to you a number of times before you turn up with the big piece of paper that has the number on it that we're going to talk about. And it's a big scary number because that's how you feel about it when you're presenting it. So you want to have had a few conversations so that when you ask them to go home with you and maybe stay the night, uh, they feel a bit more comfortable with you. They feel like they've got to know you, that you've asked them more questions. The other phone call you can chuck in there, and I know all this takes time, and this is the thing I get back from people is, oh, but I don't have time to do all this stuff, Warwick. You know, it's easy for you. You're a bloody world-famous podcaster and all this stuff. Um, You can either make the time to do this stuff or you can keep bitching and moaning about your crappy conversion rate. Your choice. So this stuff does not take much extra time. Once you write all these things down and turn this into a sales process, and that's the key here. And I'm sure we've talked about sales process on the show before. I'm sure. And I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Uh, But you need to write out your sales process, prepare all of these documents and postcards and all that stuff beforehand because you don't even have to do it if your spouse is helping you, if you have an organization like Tradies VA helping you. They can do all this stuff. Uh, but basically, pre-prepare all this stuff and 
do another phone call maybe two days after you, the initial inquiry and try not to rush getting the proposal to people. There's this big fear about if I don't get the quote out there quickly, they'll get a quote from somebody else and they'll make a decision. Now, that might happen in some of the cases, and I do know there's trade businesses where that is the case, that if you don't get back quickly, they'll make a decision quickly. But it's usually for the smaller dollar purchases, right? The littler stuff, the $100, $300 jobs, maybe up to $500 jobs. Bigger than that, you need to slow things down a little bit. And you've got to think about what sort of customers you want to. So try and slow things down a little bit. It's like dating. You know, if you rush into it, She's going to get Guys freaked out. out. There, slow down. Just slow down. Go slower to move faster. Okay. Um, there's a saying: slow trigger, fast bullet. It's all sorts of visuals go with that. But anyway, um, so just slow down a little bit in those early stages of the sales process. Take a bit more time. Ring them a couple of days after they inquired and ask them some more questions about the job. And I said to to my friend James this morning, uh, ring up Mrs. Smith and say, so, Mrs. Smith, I'll just it's James from, from my business here. Uh, just wanted to ask you a couple more questions about something I, I forgot to sort of dig into further with you when we were talking on the phone a couple of days ago. Is you said you wanted hard-wearing paint. Now, I assumed it was because of your thousand cats that you've got in the house, but I didn't want to make any assumptions. Um, what was the reason you wanted the hard-wearing paint? Can you just tell me a bit more about that? Now, you might be clutching at straws to think of some question you need to ask about their bathroom renovation or, you know, little tiling job in the laundry or something. But just think of something as a professional that you've made assumptions about that a consumer might not realize, but it just demonstrates, again, your expertise, your care and attention and your willingness to actually make sure that you do everything properly because that tells them what the job's going to be like. Yeah, and there's another thing you can be looking at. Oh, look, I just looked through the latest House and Garden magazine and saw this new trend. I was thinking maybe is that something that could interest you? Yep. Or how, how can you show that you're on top of it, you're the expert, and they're going to get you know what's right for them right now? That's right. So there's all those kind of ways of um, just, you know, showing, showing the love. Showing the love. So, uh, yeah, do some extra calls, touch points, send a postcard, send an email, text them, ring them the day of the appointment. They've spoken to you three or four times, maybe even more. So when you turn up on the doorstep, it's more like an old friend coming rather than a sales guy. And there's a whole other episode in how to present proposals to people. But by the time you get there, the proposal is really more of a formality going through the motions thing than trying to make the sale. You shouldn't be making sales on anybody. That's like, you know, you can go to jail for doing that sort of stuff in the dating world. So the other thing is I always say is, and it may not be right, but if you know you're a higher priced uh, competitor in the market, is it something, you know, you actually say, look, we will probably be higher value than the other, we'll be a higher price than the other people and this is why? Like, should you set it up that their expectation is that you're probably going to be dearer already and this is why? Maybe. There's a couple of schools of thought on that. Yep. Uh, one is that if you raise it with people and it wasn't an issue, it will be now. Yep. So there's a way to do to get around that, though, and that's just by asking better quality questions through your discovery process. So mm-hmm. in that initial phone call, again, slow it down a bit. Ask more questions. Ask an extra question or three in that whole process. Um, do some more questioning throughout the sales process. Uh, some businesses, I actually get them to do a physical questionnaire 
as part of their sales process. It's another touch point. It's something that no other trade business really, and to be honest, not a lot of service-based businesses do, is just, you can do it online these days, but if you've got, you know, older clientele, uh, send them a little short one-page questionnaire to really fully understand their needs. They're committing to the process. You're getting better information about things like how long you're going to keep the house, uh, how important is quality, speed, all those sorts of things to you. So really, it's happening in the background as educational that price really is important, and it's important that they pay more. Um, if it comes up as an issue, then, yeah, you know, you you say, look, we're not the dearest, we're certainly not the cheapest. Um, you know, our values are quality and professionalism and all that sort of stuff. Can I ask you what's important to you? Mrs. Consumer or Mr. Consumer, mm-hmm. right? Because that's really what it comes down to. Mm. doesn't matter about what I think. Yeah. It's really interesting. I had a, a um, roofing quote done once hmm. and uh, it was a well-known franchise quoted and uh, just a small guy worked on his own. It was double the price. So we're talking like over five grand between the franchisee who was the franchise mm-hmm. brand and this small guy. And it was exactly the same materials. So the only thing that was different mm. was the business. And um, and I actually said to the salesperson from the franchise, well, you know, you're double the price of someone else. Why should I go with you? It's too late. Did, which one did you go with? Ah, uh, the cheaper guy. Exactly. Why would Be- you spend more money on something you don't see value in? Yeah, and then he and he tried to do this. Oh, let me ring my boss and I'll try and get the price <laughs> down. And, and then he said, "Oh, well, you know, we can't go down that much, but you know, you you want to pay for that um, quality and you know, no name and and everything." And it was no, just so justification. Yeah. If you're justifying your quote, it's too late. Yep. You'll get some of those over the line, and you'll be able to pull your sales tricks out of the book and convert some of those. But that's hard work. That is hard work. And that's not... And to be honest, I felt like completely ripped off. Exactly. Like, now you're standing here ripping me off. Yep. Because they got bigger costs and all that sort of stuff. And maybe they did have better practices or, you know, they used better screws or they weren't as hasty to get the roof done. But you didn't know that. Mm. And you should have known that before the price got presented to you. Mm. So that's that's really the key point here is... By the time you turn up at my house with the proposal, I should pretty much have decided, I like this guy, I reckon I'm going to go with him, let's see what the price is, but I'm pretty confident that we're going to be on the money. Like, there should be that level of understanding by the mm. time you show up. It sh- there sh- should be minimal sticker shock. If there's big sticker shock and you're ma- you know, madly scrabbling to try and convert and justify and, oh, but we use this and we do that, and, oh, the other guys in town won't do this, forget it. You're dead in the water. Right. Just take the bicky and get out of there. Honestly, finish the cup of tea. Say thank you very much for the learning experience. I'll just go with my tail between my legs and cry in my ute. Right? Because <laughs> you, you, you stuffed it. Yep. Okay. The work is done before you present the price. That is the message in today's episode, listeners. Now, what the work looks like is some of the things that I've gone through. Have a sales process. Map it out with a pen and a piece of paper. Draw boxes with arrows between them and map out each step in the process. What happens at each step and who's going to do each step? Because you might have multiple people in your organization that can do some of those things. But build the value before you turn up with the price. Do the touch points. Take the time. 
show them that you care and that you love them and that you really, really want to take them home. <laughs> and they might let you. And then make sure you stay the night. <laughs> yeah. Cook breakfast in the morning. Yeah, be nice to them afterwards, you know. <laughs> Respect them in the morning. Give uh, them a phone call. Because <laughs> they might have a friend who wants to take you home. Uh-huh. That's not a good thing. Okay, all right. Different, anyway, different show. Yeah. Uh, different podcast. So, um, so there you go, listeners. Uh, if you want some more details on this sort of stuff, join the Tradies Business Toolkit because... These are the sorts of conversations we're having in there on a regular basis about your signage, about your sales process, about how to price your products, about employing staff. All these sorts of things are coming up on a regular basis in the Tradies Business Toolkit. So go to tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com. It is $1 for 30 days, and then it's 27 bucks a month after that. And as I said, you get access to Mikhail and I through that private Facebook group. You get access to some other... Um, quite successful members who are doing some really cool stuff. But there's also templates, tools, videos. There's all that content that we talked about. There's extended interviews with some of our podcast guests. Um, and if you can't get 27 bucks a month worth of value out of that, you should stop drinking beer <laughs> or smoking because I guarantee you're spending more than that every month on beer and fags. Or coffee. Coffee's okay. <laughs> Uh, so go and check out Tradies Business Toolkit. And um, I also mentioned with some of this sales process stuff like sending emails or SMSs before you go and do quotes and even following quotes up is uh, if you are really busy and you don't have time to do those things, you can outsource some of that stuff to Australian people who understand trade-based businesses because that's all they work with. And they are a part of the team at Tradies VA. So I'll let the, the Tradies VA expert tell you about uh, what they do and how to find out more. Yeah, so we can do everything from answer your phones, making sure that you are getting those calls and in those quotes as quick as possible. We can trigger off a lot of those sales processes steps, um, do the phone calls, do the questionnaires if we need to, uh, send the emails beforehand, point them to further information, all that kind of stuff, and confirm your appointment beforehand, send your postcards, whatever we've mentioned in today's episode the team could do, or we can just simply answer your phone so you're not having to worry about that all day and it only costs from 22 bucks a day so a lot cheaper than a full-time receptionist so to find out more tradiesva.com.au and you'll get more information there sounds good so uh, there you go listeners sales process uh your higher prices will be justified before you present the quote just remember that that's where you got to do the work there you go james i hope that answered your question mate Thanks for our Periscopers for joining us on our first proper, really organised five minutes before Tradescope. And um, if you haven't left us a review on iTunes, please go and do that. Show us some love via iTunes for the uh, the podcast listeners. You are our number one fans. You you are the guys that we do this uh, show for, obviously, because it's a podcast. But um, this is our passion, is helping you improve your business. And if you've got any feedback for us, please uh, hit us on the website or the Facebook page for the Tradies Business Show. Or better pickup lines. Oh, give, give us some better pickup lines so we can share them with the single tradies out there that, you know, we can improve your business and your love life. Oh. There you go. That's an added bonus. See, that's why you should pay more for our podcast <laughs> than free. All right. I hope you're good. Uh, until next time. Bye. Right. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.